Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hello, everybody. I am Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. This is the place where real girls have real talk about real issues while seeking to walk in real faith. And I have to tell you, this is one of those very annoying Mondays. I don't know if any of you wake up and everything that, like all your best laid plans go left or right. No, they don't go right. They definitely go left. Um, They crash and burn in the starting gates. That's what this Monday has been like. And it can always be worse, but just a frustrating Monday. So if that's you, then I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pencil and take notes. I have no idea what I'm going to teach you about what to do with your crazy Mondays. I just know that the Holy Spirit is in control. And when you walk with Christ, somehow or another, the Holy Spirit always manages to redeem every moment and get you back where you need to be. And sort of back on track when you feel like you got knocked off into the jungle where the wild things are and everything is upside down and nothing looks normal. Joining me today in studio is three of the tribe, Christina Boudreaux, Nova Page, and Summer Garrett. And I am happy to see all of their faces as this Monday turns topsy-turvy because I'm hoping some of you have some wisdom for all of Uh, All of the crazy days that sometimes we wake up to in our lives. And uh, yeah, you know, teach from what you know and what you're going through, right? Good morning, Summer. Okay. What? What what do you do when your day starts uh, like my day has started? Give me some words of wisdom from the youngest member of the family. (laughs) Um, I think if you're feeling too up like too anxious too crazed too like all over the place I think turning my mind and my body off for a little bit helps so I'll go for a walk talk to God about it and prayer um and just like take a minute to just like collect my thoughts relax release it and then continue the day well that's beautiful 
But see, sometimes I think that is a luxury afforded to some people and not to others, because sometimes I'm not sure that you can turn it all off and and collect your thoughts and go on with the day. Sometimes it just feels like the day is going to go on and you have to figure out how to do it while you're in the day. You know I mean, what I mean? Even a minute of just like mindfulness and breathing and just like prayer, I think it makes a difference. Just a second to be present and like let it all go. Then you can be better for the rest of your day. Okay, that makes sense. Boudreaux, you have a great big old grin on your face. So <laughs> no, I'm going to let I'm you take laughing. the floor while I process and be present. <laughs> no, I'm just like laughing because like, for many reasons, number one, because when stuff happens in life, I just kind of laugh it through. Like, for example, like I was when I was in Malaysia a couple weeks ago visiting my mother's side of the family. I get a call from one of the people that lives on the property. I live on a property with multiple houses and they were I'm like, my car's just parked in the driveway and they're backing their moving truck up and the back of their truck like hit the back end of my car. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And it's drivable. It's just like the button, the bumper is on. So I'm like, okay, like we're surviving out here. So I get home and it's like, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? And even in that situation, I was like, you know what? It was 5 a.m. in Malaysia. I was like, I can either really like freak out about it. Or I just was, you know, I just called her and I was like, hey, like I'll handle it when I get home, you know? And then this morning, I'm a very simple person, right? I have, I don't have like a lot of pleasures in life. I had mold in my house earlier this year. I lost everything I own. But this morning I go to Trader Joe's. Actually, I went to Trader Joe's last week to get some half and half. And I just like half and half in my coffee, dude. That's all I want in life. Okay. Like just coffee and, and, and the word, man, just a very simple <laughs> human being. And my half and half was curdled this morning. The whole thing is like gross. So I'm drinking like just plain coffee. And I'm like, come on, Lord. Like I don't have very many expectations <laughs> in life anymore. Okay. Like the back, I lose all my possessions. Like my car gets my wait, wait, coffee wait. creamer is curdled. Wait. Let, let, let's just kind of actually back it up. You, 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 you're living in the home of a pastor. Your house gets filled with mold. You get relocated. You, you, have, you have to throw everything away because it gets all moldy from the mold. They redo the house. You move back in. Your neighbor now hits your car and your coffee's curdled. You've had a string of ongoing things. And, and I love that you're still laughing about it. No, but that's the thing is that in life, I think that's one thing I've learned is that like, even as I've traveled, you know, like my friends and I, as I've traveled overseas, just continually over the last few months, I've realized that that's just like life that like luggage, luggage gets lost. Flights are delayed. Like, you know, connecting flights are canceled and you might have to wait eight hours in the airport, you know, or just whatever it is. And I've just realized that like, that's just a part of life. You know, the coffee curdle, the coffee creamer getting curdled, my car getting hit, losing all my stuff. And it's like, I can either sit there and like, you know, be like the world's going to end, the world's going to end. Or I could just say, okay, like I have to move forward. You have to take the right steps forward. You have to keep moving forward in life. And I do have those moments, you know, where it is hard, where it is painful. And it is like, you know, I laugh, but I'm just like, okay. But you just really have to like, Realize that it is a part of life 
but it's, you know, and I even think of like Job, you know, like just, I don't want to be too spiritual too early, but it's like Joe, even Job, like I'm sure for him, you know, like the man. Not no, only please be, him. wait, please be spirit filled. Please yeah, be yeah, spirit filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my well, house think- was filled with anything but the spirit. That was what me, that was all me. So go for it. But like, you know, when I think of Job and I, there was one of the pastors at my church that recently did a study on Job and it was so encouraging, but like Job not only lost all of his possessions, but he lost his children, you know, imagine losing all your children in one day, he lost all his possessions, just everything about his life. But his response to lo- to loss, his response to just like the craziness of everything was just worship before the Lord, you know, and I remember earlier on this year, just when I lost everything to mold and like my whole life, right. It got turned upside down, but I just was like, and it was hard. I did have those human moments and it's so natural for my friends out there. You have to have those human moments. Cause not because Job also had a human moment. The man tore his clothes and put like ashes on his head and wore sackcloth. That was human, you know? And even with my car, oh. I had a human moment where I was just like, Lord, like that, like, okay, like it's hard, but I couldn't stay in that place. I had to keep moving forward. I had to keep pressing in. I had to keep seeking the Lord. Even when my coffee creamer gets curdled, right? I'm just like, okay, I'm going to drink just plain coffee this morning and show up to girl club, you know, like you have to keep just showing up and you have to keep doing what's in front of you. Cause I think in life, if we just hit the brakes and stay parked and, just throw a fit. And if we stay throwing a fit and we don't move forward, like the Lord can't use us. But I think in life, and I know you've done a good job with that, Cynthia Nova, you've had some big things in your life and some, same thing with you, Summer. We all have had things happen the last couple of years, this last year. And we have had those human moments like Job did. We've had those moments where we've said, Lord, like this is hard. And we've torn our clothes and put sackcloth and ashes over us. But we all have kept moving forward, you know, in very big ways. And I think that's very necessary. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, that's all I got this morning. Yeah, so, yeah. That's so, good. So thank It's so. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> Nova is, is. Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, not let me to ask go, you guys. Um, let me ask you guys. No, no. Let me ask yeah. you guys this question really quickly as Nova takes the floor. So me grumping out my husband five minutes ago before we went on air is probably my equivalent of sackcloth and ashes. And, and, and I did, I do want you to know that Christina, you convicted me. I've texted to apologize. All right, <laughs> Nova, take it away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, first of all, Bujo, thank you for that. And girl, I am so sorry, but Having curdled cream sucks. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, I don't have a lot of expectations in life anymore. I just want cream. Oh my my God. <laughs> I don't even know. It's so funny. I, I had some car stuff this week, you guys. Oh, I feel like I'm going to be told that I need to change my... Um, And my husband's truck totally broke down. I was, my car, all of a sudden I was driving and all the AC, just like nothing would work. Um, I got home and I realized my tire was kind of flat, but I didn't have time. Ricky and I were, um, I was helping him. He had a 
like an event this week. And so his car was out. He had to go rent a car for the event. My car, I had to nurse the tire all week long because I didn't have time to go actually replace the tire. So I'm like, got to stop off at Shell. I got to put a little air in the tire. Boom, boom, keep going. And I was like, sometimes that's just what it is. You know, you not everything may be fixed fully, but you did take a little stop into shell and you ask the Holy Spirit, give me a little fill up, help mm-hmm. me do the next thing that is supposed to happen. I know you can help me. I know this air is going to help. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, Sometimes there's a, the, a place where you're like, okay, I have time to take care of the root problem and I'm just going to change all the tires and I'm going to get new ones. But I, I, I think that pause and that, that thing that we are able to do, just like you mentioned, Summer, just pause, take a deep breath and ask the Holy Spirit to just fill us up. I think that's where um, my week has been for sure. I, you guys, like this week, I had some really weird moments. It was my, my mom passed away. You guys know that. Um, a few months back. And I, um, we actually cremated her. This is probably like so much information, but I had bought this beautiful thing urn to, to put her ashes in. And I just kind of been avoiding it. And I really wanted to do it before her birthday. So, you know, I found myself on the floor in my bathroom by myself, just like, I got to get my mom in a place where I don't know. I know she's with the Lord, but it's just like that moment. And I was all by myself and I'm snot nosed crying and I'm like doing this thing. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I had this moment where I just felt like just defeated. Like, I don't know, just so alone. And my husband walks in and he's like doing something, asked me to check something on the computer. And he's like, what are you doing? Nova, what are you doing by yourself? Like, he goes like, I just like missed this. Like what's going on? I'm like, I'm trying to put my mom's ashes like away so that like, there's a place for my mom before her birthday. And he's like, baby doll, you have got to, first of all, I'm so sorry you're doing this alone, but had I known, like you could have just asked me to be with you in this. Like, I want to be with you, but if I don't, no, then I I can't be with you and I can't help you. And it was just like, all of a sudden, it just, the moment got illuminated. And I realized that I don't often ask for the help that I need. And I just, I needed yeah. help. And yeah. I was trying to do it on my own. And I was trying to do it without my husband and probably just without the Lord too, in those moments, just like muscle my way through. And yeah. I think the Lord was teaching me all the way through this week. Wow. You need me put some air in your tires. We're going to get to the root. You need to ask your husband for help. You need to ask your friends for help. You don't have to do everything on your own and, and um, have it, you know, perfectly bound up with a bow on it. And so I, you know, I've come through this week. I had so much anxiety there. There's a lot on the line this week, but God, you know, I'm wearing this always optimistic shirt. We ended up after our big event, tires got fixed. My husband actually, he got it all fixed for me. Praise the Lord. Cause you know, I asked for help eventually. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, we, we made our way to a surf comp with my daughter, but on the way we stopped at Supergirl Pro and there was this woman selling these sweatshirts, always optimistic. Right. And I was like, I'm going to wear it. Cause I need to remember that my best days are ahead and your best days are ahead. And so I was chatting with her and she, 
she's, I was like, oh man, I love those bracelets. Those are so pretty. She's like, you know what? So it was my mom's birthday that day. So I, I did the ashes the night before. That was my mom's birthday. And she just looked at me. She goes, you know what? I really want you to have that. I want you to have that bracelet. And I was like, I just was like, I was like, it's my mom's birthday and you have no idea. And she just, just in that moment, I was like, God, this is the way you just do sweet things. And just thank you, Lord. It was just awesome. And then to be honest with you, we rode our way to Pismo Beach to do the Billabong Pro-Am contest for Shiloh. And she got for her first, first place for 11 to 17 you, she, she won. So I was like, so proud of her. And then she, she actually won second place in 10 and under, but she won first place 17 and under. So we were just so, it was just so much fun. It was so fun to see her win and she was shredding and it was just, Oh, it was so good. So I, it it has been quite the wave that I've ridden this week, but just feeling grateful and thankful and um, a lot of lessons in between and casting my cares on the Lord. Cause I know that he cares. Sorry, oh that was a lot. No, yeah. no, awesome. Nova. That's so awesome. Congratulations. Little Shiloh. Yeah, we're, wow. We're so She's, yeah. I'm having images of, of her, like um, Beth, Beth, Bethany Hamilton. Is that her name? The <laughs> yeah. little Christian surfer girl. Yeah. yeah I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing, these images of the movie Blue Crush. And yes, for those of you who don't know, Nova's little girl is like, she's a stud. She's a surf stud, <laughs> a studette. Yeah. She's a surf studette. Yeah. Wow. And she won it's on fun. her mom's birthday. She won. Yeah. Like birthday. the day, the, the mom's, bir- mom's birthday weekend for sure. And yeah. um, she's like my mom's namesake. It was just really special. It, it was really cool. You know, like we don't always win and she's lost a lot. But this was a really, it was a really special weekend to yeah. see her, like, just, you know, get a moment. Yeah. And, you know, I was just really also cool because she went and, like, thanked all her competitors and, like, told them, you guys, great job. This was so much fun. And I, I, it was without my prompting. And I just, I watched her because she's lost a lot. And so we learned how to lose a lot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we're learning what it also looks like to be a gracious winner. And I know we've talked about that before. But I, I was like, Lord, thank you. This was, that was really, is really fun to see that and feel so grateful um, I think, that we're learning I think those lessons. I think it's equally as important to be a good winner as it is to be a, a good loser, you know? When you yeah. when you have a loss, to be as gracious yeah. as when you have a win. But you yeah. said something you said something really interesting in all of that, and it it really well. First of all, I, I mean, CB, like, yeah, you're 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 right. The wisdom in in what you were saying, but man, Nova, you put an exclamation point on it when you said, "I didn't ask for help." You know, and it makes me realize that as women, you know, sometimes we can just be having a bad day. I and I, you know, it's funny. I think my day started because my 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 husband, when he wakes up in the morning, he gets up. I tend to be a lingerer. I wake up early, like two hours before I get out of the actual bed, and I just I think. I pray. It's kind of where I start to organize my day and he gets up, you know, he gets up and he starts. And, and I, and this morning I was thinking about, it, I was like, I wish he were more of a lingerer because I need him to linger 
and and sort the day with me. And so I don't know, it kind of, it, it throws me sometimes because I sort of will feel like I haven't, you know, gotten to process some things and, and, you know, and, and it's been, it's been stress mode week times two, you know, for the last couple of weeks and, you know, and, and it's really, you know, I have to learn to celebrate the vic- the victories, the small victories in the day to day. Cause sometimes you're just walking through stuff day to day, which we definitely are um, it, with a lot of things, you know, about um, health and that kind of thing. But, um, but it is interesting. I think sometimes we don't just learn to ask for help. And what happens is sometimes we'll ask for help and then something will, you know, you can't get the help that you need or something will go wrong and, and then, you know, I was thinking about like, oh, I just, you know, kind of uncorked because I had this thing all planned in my mind about the help my husband was going to give me in a certain situation. And then his day went left because his computer did a download and now the download excluded the printer. And so the whole printer has to be rebooted. And it, it's like all this stuff, which means that, you know, then the delivery man comes late. Then I get late to meet the next person and then the next person. And then we have a friend's birthday party tonight. And it's like, I'm seeing the domino effect of my day. And I think sometimes when you just can't ask a person for help, you got to remember that you can ask the Lord for help. And, and I, that was sort of the combination of gosh, CB and Nova, what, and, and summer, what you guys said, I've been sitting here listening, like in the spirit, like Lord, you know, going like getting frustrated, I know is a normal part of the human experience, but it really doesn't help. I mean, it just doesn't help anything, you know? Yeah. I think Cynthia, I think, I think I may have I may have shared this last week, so pardon me if it's like a re, a repeat. But um, I read this quote about interruptions being essentially one's real life. Like we have a plan, mm-hmm. but truly, one's real life is the interruptions and how we, how God meets us, how we meet people in the interruptions, and that really is our real life, and that is part of God, just like. I'm right here. All you need is, and I am guilty of just being so thrown by an interruption, but I'm learning that I have to learn. Like I, I, it's, it's happened when somebody just extra from Elisha's group is like, he's spending the night or whatever. And I'm like, the Lord's like, remember, this is essentially your life. Like it's not at all about you having perfectly made beds or having the perfect moment in the morning when you wake up with the, da, da. And I, I, I felt like a really awesome conviction in it, but an encouragement. Like, it's like the Lord just stops me and go, remember, this is your real life. So either you're just going to press into it and just enjoy the ride, or you're always going to be frustrated and feel like you're being interrupted. But that is your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, Lord. Okay. Not my way, but yours. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sitting here reading some of the comments and realizing that as crazy as a day as you may be having, or maybe you had yesterday, or maybe you're going to have tomorrow, right? There are people around the world who have it worse and have crazier interruptions in their day. And I just read the most, you know, powerful, like start reading your comments. You know, I love when you guys watch live 
and you comment because there's just so much in being able to actually interact with all of you around the world and realize as you're kind of writing in studio live that, you know, we're all the same and we're all going through stuff. And, you know, Miche has, my car wouldn't start and I had to get breakdown recovery. Ask God to teach me patience as I am not patient. And he did. Well, the car now works. I have coffee and all is well. Thank you, God. Yes. Amen. Then Pinu writes in and I love this. And it's this really, you know, was like, uh, I live in South Africa. We have something called load shedding, i.e. the electricity gets cut for two hours at a time. And we're now experiencing water cuts as well. So yes, patience in caps all around. Okay. This is coming to California, by the way, this load shedding on the electricity and they're having water, electricity and water in South Africa. Okay. So imagine that. Imagine having your day interrupted because the electricity gets cut or the water gets cut. Just imagine. Like summer, you come in from doing your morning run. You can't shower. I've got somewhere to go later. I can't get a flat iron on to make sure that this head gets straight. Like, like there's all this stuff and I'm sitting here like, whoa, you know, and then Pinu writes, you know, so uh, thank you, Donna. A hot cup of coffee or a hot shower is now a much appreciated blessing. Oh boy. And Pinu goes on further and writes, fortunately, the hospital has a generator so I cope during the day. It's just that precious morning cuppa and shower. It's really testing all fruits when it's load shedding. That means the electricity is getting cut between 4 and 6 a.m. My heart bleeds for families with babies needing milk bottles. I cannot imagine how they cope at all. And then Miche writes, yes, my friends in Cape Town are really struggling and also the rubbish weather right now. Pinu writes, weather, fires, and load shedding. Really yeah. need a Christ intervention in South Africa. Listen, you guys, I have to tell you. And I have a lot of friends and people I love in South Africa. I can't even imagine, you know, I can't even imagine. Some of them have moved here and um, they still have families there. I can't even imagine. So now I need to send God an apology letter for my, my, my you know, kvetching session this morning because seriously... Like there's nothing, there's no interruption in my, in my day that has been like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're not experiencing that. And P knew my heart goes out to you and to, and to all of my brothers and sisters in South Africa. I don't know how you do it, but for Christ, you know, to walk in the spirit and be patient. Really. It's like, you know, it's kind of the simple short answer to my question at the top of the hour, which I asked totally, you know, kind of not in jest, but sort of, you know, in, in, in the moment, like of reality, like how do you cope when your day is completely just interrupted and goes sideways and nothing's going right. And there is only one way to cope and that's to get the Holy spirit moving quickly and the only way that I know to get the Holy Spirit moving really quickly, to be honest with you, the only way that I know, and sometimes I mean, I know it more than like sitting down alone. Like, you know, you get before God, you sit with him, you talk to him, you pray, get in your word. But sometimes you're so in it that it's like you need something to nudge you to even that. And I got to tell you, it's like right here, one, two, three, you know, right here in studio. 
Like it's who you fellowship with. It's having somebody to just call and just completely blurb it all out to. And that person walks with Christ. And that person has a life that's surrendered to Christ. And so they can smile and laugh with you, knowing that they're going to point you right back in the direction you need to go, which is to the cross. And I've been really blessed to have Summer actually living here at home with us. And um, it's good because I've gotten to go through some things lately where, and I can say to her, okay, this is how I feel. I don't know what to do. And she's able to, she, she discerns in the spirit where there's fear or where there's just frustration or, you know, last week, Nova, you weren't with us, but we were talking about how I believe there's two drivers to everything in life, either fear or love. And fear for me actually motivates, if it's not love, it's fear. That, I mean, it's so clear for me. Like I will use other words. And I think a lot of you can relate to this. You'll use words like frustrated, offended, angry, upset, scared. It's no, it's all fear. Like I'm, a, I, you know, the whole thing with Roger's computer and the printer and blah, blah, blah. It's fear that the guy's going to show up at the door to pick up a package that I pre-ordered a pickup for. And I'm going to get charged for it when the package isn't there and ready. It's really fear of that. If I knew that that was okay, who cares about the printer not being ready to boot, right? We do it when we go offline. And it's just, it makes me stop and really think about that lesson, you know? I mean, and I wonder, Nova, with you, like, and with all of us, like, is it fear that stops us from asking each other for more help? You know, like, we'll ask for prayer, but sometimes in a moment, you know, How many of us remember to pick up the phone and say, I'm sitting on the bathroom floor with my mom's ashes and I could use some encouragement. Yeah. I think we are guilty. We are. I mean, I, I am for sure guilty. And I, I think honestly, you guys, a lot of it too comes from our, just our woundedness and, um, the things that we've been called by people like high maintenance and drama and drama queen, or you cry too much, or you have too many needs or, and I, so I think that for me, it plays into that, uh, me feeling like, man, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Mm. Uh, I know everybody has a lot going on. Like I'm small fries compared to what they've got going on in their life. And that's a false sense of humility. It, oh, it is. Me, mom, and ashes on a bathroom floor is not small fry. Just saying. Yeah. No, right. It's it's not, but I think um yeah, I think it's like the lesson, the the learning of the lesson. Like I need to I need to say what I I need. And especially from my husband. I It's like, how would I expect him to know this is what I, this is what I wanted to do? You know, I'd mentioned, oh, maybe I would like to maybe spread some of my mom's ashes on her birthday. And I was like, well, we're going to be, you know, traveling, but he didn't know. And then he feels bad too. And I'm like, I don't want him. So then I just, you know, you just kind of feel worse. And so it's all that like working those things out. But I, I don't know, it's probably 
I could blame a lot of of things and circumstances, but it's me really needing to humble myself Hmm. and, and ask and not be too prideful to say, I really, I need, I need somebody right now. Um, so, you know, sometimes I think as leaders and I'm sure many people watching like you find yourself in a leadership position and there are times when you don't ask for help because you think that leaders are supposed to lead. But I think, you know, great leaders know how to lead, but they also know how to follow. And I guess that includes asking for help. So, yeah, it's this part of us learning how to live um, in, in this wild world, you know, and be a real friend. Well, in community also, you know, cause I do, I do, I think, I think most of us have experienced being in community that, and, and what's in community, other people. I mean, Jesus is perfect. If it were only, if I can only live in a world without other people, right? <laughs> like I would never get hurt. <laughs> I would never get disappointed. I would never, you know, but then again, you know, and and I want to go with this because Nova, you know, there's a lot of comments coming in, you know, about Pamela Lee, Nova, you're speaking to me, girl. We minimize that our feelings are not valid. You know, Salumbra, I think we all have these moments when we need help, but we won't ask because we fear what others may think of us. But we should always know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, help, you know, um, Salumbra uh, goes on to say we need each other for sure. Pamela says, I confess, I'm so bad at asking for help. Margaret says, this is so insightful, Nova. Thank you. It's true. I think there's really something in this situation that is an in, in, in kind of an indictment, you know, for a lot of us, but especially for us as women. Like, it's hard, I think, as women to ask for help. I wonder if it's even hard to ask other women for help. You know, I mean, sometimes I ask my husband for help. But my, but it just sounds like a laundry to-do list. It's not really that I'm asking him for the help that I need. Because really the help that I needed was I woke up this morning. He got out of bed like he normally does. I'd been laying there for two hours and I'm processing fear. You know, and I, I needed actually an extra 10 minutes with him to, to pray with me, you know, to, to, to reset differently. So by the time I got out downstairs... You know, the enemy was camped under the bed and he stuck his foot out and I tripped on my face, you know, <laughs> and, and instead of being, yeah. And instead of being that girl where the enemy goes, oh, no, she's up. She's about to crunch on my head. He was like, oh, I got her, you know. And yeah, I mean, and that is just really, you know, I don't know. It's just the experience sometimes that I know that I will have. Um Miche says, I think as Nova says, God sends us interruptions so that we will turn to him for help, not try and do it ourselves. Well, that is very true. And I know I'm guilty of trying to do everything myself. I mean, I, I will try to do most things myself, most, most everything. I mean, yeah. if I keep huh. it really real, like, like, yeah. I have to really be present in the spirit to take every single thing. Cause I try to take every single thing to him, but my, 
my initial reaction in the flesh is to do it myself, you know, and to go into that place of, well, no one's there anyway, or no one else can do it anyway. So I need to handle this alone, you know? You know, Cynthia, I think that there, there are times where like we go, you know, I mean, I'm even thinking back to when I had like all the mold in my house, you know, like I live probably, you know, an hour and a half away from um, a lot of my community where my church is and stuff. And, um, you know, and I would, and I remember like when I was going through everything, I was like, okay, Lord, it's me and you, like, we got this. I'm like cleaning out everything, dumping everything. And I remember, you know, I found, I was cleaning out my car. I was getting something out of my car and, oh, I was taking my skateboard out of my car. And I noticed that there was mold on my skateboard. And I remember when I had mold in my car, that to me was a breaking point. (laughs) I was on the phone with you. Yeah. You were on the phone with me. And I think I remember when I I called you, there was, there's a balance, right. Where it's like, okay, like where the Lord is like, okay, like my grace is enough for you, but I also deposit my grace in God's people to where like for you, even it was like, even you just saying, okay, Christina, like you blessed me with like getting my car detailed. But for me, it was like, like you, you ministered to me, you prayed with me and then you were like, okay, but the Lord spoke to you on how, you could help me, even though you were like on the other side of the, the country, you were still like, okay, like, how can I help my missionary friend get through this moment? And it was such a moment of grace, you know, for me, because I just was so like unraveled that I just, uh, that to me was when I was just like, dude, I, I don't even know what to do at this point. Cause every part of my personal space was just had mold in it. And I yeah. think with people kind of like with Ricky, like with Nova, with you and Ricky, like, you're like, okay, Lord, I'm in this moment with you, but there comes a point where God deposits his spirit and grace for you and the vessel of your husband to help yeah. you, you know? And even for me being like a single 33 year old, I'm like, it's me and you till the end, Lord. And the Lord's like, yeah, but like when your ship is sinking, like I'm there with you, but I'm there with you in, in other people, you know, like the Lord, his spirits and other people. And then he uses other people to be those vessels. And if we never reach out to other people for prayer or even just a practical thing to be like, like even like, you know, our friend Pamela Lee, that's here. Right. Even when I went through the mold, Pam was like, Christina, why didn't you tell me I could have helped you? She lives like three miles from me. Right. And even no. when yeah she does yeah yeah and even the back end of my car getting hit it's like even with with pam we had talked about like okay christina when you have to go drop your car off to get a rental she's like i can help you know facilitate that you know really be there practically in those moments and i think there's there's help where we ask people for like um help when it comes for like, you know, spiritual praying, but there comes a time where like, as people, we have to humble ourselves to be like, Hey man, like, can you just help me like clean out my house? Like even when I had like mold in the couches in my house, like I asked two of my friends, they're like, my my two of my friends are like husband and wife. They're like athletes that live in my area. I was like, Hey, can you help lift my couches and put it in our whosoever van. And then we then dumped them, you know, and they came to my house at eight o'clock at night. 
they helped. It was like nothing for them. I'm like, dang, I got to work out with you guys. You know, they lift these leather couches, put, they put them in the van and there comes a point where we have to be willing to like ask people for that practical help as well, because we we're finite beings, you know, like we can't do it all even physically by ourselves or emotionally by ourselves. Like with you, Nova, like your husband, like God, he wanted to emotionally be there for you. And for me, I, I couldn't do it. And the Lord's showing me in this season, like that we all have limitations, you know, and it takes a lot to say like, Hey man, I can't do this alone right now. You know, like, can you just sit with me? Can you get coffee with me? Can you help me move? Can you like go for a walk with me or whatever it is? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's, it takes a lot of humbling and the Lord has brought me to that place many times as I've tried to do things on my own, a 33 year old yeah. single independent woman where he's like, no, I'm going to put you in situations, Christina, to show you what your limitations are. So you have no other choice, but to ask for help. And so yeah. I was in that position this year with my mold in my house and uh, yeah. now with my car situation, you know, I think, I think, okay what's the, what's that sum? No, go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, like, I think that's where you started with Job, you know, like Job, it, it's interesting. He didn't know what to do, but I don't think he ever asked for help. He just asked for a reason why, why is this happening to me? Why is this, this, why is this, that, which, so he was kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm processing this in real time guys. So go with me. But he never really said to his friends, could you help me? Did he? he didn't he more, more, more or less? It was like, well, they were giving him reasons for why they saw his situation to be such a mess. And he was listening to these, all these manner of reasoning. And then he really started questioning God. He never really said, God, can you help me deal? Really? It was kind of like, what's going on and why? And then, of course, you know, God finally answers him. And he's like, listen, dude, where were you when I created this place? I mean, which is like the ultimate humbling, like, you know, the ultimate humbling. But it is really interesting because I think about it and I'm thinking about like, it took me a long time to teach Summer how to ask me for help. Summer, I don't know if you can really understand what I'm about to say here, but like, you would not really ask for help ever. It's been about two years of me training you how to say, auntie, I need help and to feel comfortable that I'm going to, to be there, you know, to help you. And it is interesting because what I notice with myself, and maybe this resonates for a lot of you, is that I tend to project that people won't be there to help me. So I just take it all on myself. And then I get pissed at everybody around me because they can't read my mind and help me and fix it. And so one of the things going on right now is because you guys are looking at a little four inch space of what's created as a studio here in my house. What you don't see off this camera is that because of the renovation going on at our other house, I have boxes and Summer knows this to be true because I now almost need to actually, you know, like fight my way to get to my own bed. I have boxes and crates everywhere from my front door to my back door to the kitchen. They're everywhere. Like they're everywhere. I squeeze down this little skinny hall to get to my bedroom. 
You guys, it is a mess and I'm a neat freak. I thrive on order and, 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 and that's how I, it makes me feel peaceful. And everything in my house is literally, it looks like mm -hmm. someone backed up a moving truck from Amazon and said, okay, and just started dumping boxes. And, and I, you know, and I realized, well, okay, maybe I just need to ask for help or say, okay, got Summer and Roger, you're in the house with me. What do we do about this? Because we can't live this way. And I've gotten three notifications that there's three more boxes coming. Like, and they're not little boxes. They're big. Like I have these big, massive boxes everywhere. And, and it's not, you know, it's not conducive to my health or my sanity, but it is something I'm realizing that we all need a little bit of help learning to ask for help. And I we all need a little, yeah. I want to ask Go that because I've noticed such a pattern just sitting here listening to everyone, even with what you just said. Like, uh oh, I feel like, well, because that's what I was trying to say in the beginning before I could really like articulate what I was trying to say. But I feel like there's a pattern of like an inner narrative. And I feel like sometimes we can think it's our inner narrative, but sometimes I feel like it is an attack. And I feel like the number one thing to realize is we're free of any fruit that's not of the spirit. And I swear, like, whenever I'm going through, like, a crazed mood or if I'm frustrated or if I'm just, like, focused on something that's, like, even just asking for help. That's why I say take a moment. Like, I'm having trouble asking for help. Okay, is this pride that I'm feeling that I can't? Like, do I need, well, I need to humble myself because that's not a fruit of the spirit. That's not what God would want me to have. And like, I know I could ask for help. And if pride is getting in the way of that, I need to let that go and just ask for the help because that's not something that I should take as a reason to not ask for help. Or if I have an inner narrative that they're not going to be there for me to help me. Well, who said that? Like, why do I think, why can't I, I don't have, I can't predict the future. Like, why am I trying to predict for them what they're going to do? I'm just going to put myself out there, say what I need. And I might be surprised. I remember there was a night, I'm not going to get into it, but I did. I was attacked in my sleep, like spiritually. And I remember like, I was like, oh, I don't want to wake Uncle Roger up. I don't want to wake him up. I don't want to wake, we were all in a hotel room, like the three of us. Um, I'm Cynthia, Uncle Roger and me. And I was like, I don't want to wake them up. But I know if I get up in the morning and tell them what happened, they're going to say, why didn't you wake me up? And I think it's the same thing. Like there's like an inner narrative of assuming like people are going to react a certain way, but it's so like, it's like made up. It's not even real, even frustration. Like I think that, that there's this quote and it says life is 90% how you react to it and 10% of what happens to you or life is 10% what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. And I think about that a lot, how much of my own, like doing things on my own, how much of my own suffering is caused by myself by feeling a moment of frustration and not saying God didn't give me a spirit of frustration. I reject the spirit of frustration off of me in Jesus name. Okay. Now I feel better and I can actually go on about my day. How much of life is like, how, how much of it is, how much of it is my own fault for not like mm -hmm. taking control and taking authority over what's just not mine. Like I'm already mm -hmm. free of frustration. I'm free of irritation. I'm free of anger. I'm free of, like some sort of inner narrative that's not even real where I can just say this is just not real like if I get up in the morning the the next day after this dream and tell them what happened they're literally gonna be like why didn't you just ask me like just wake me up it's fine and I think that a lot of the times I don't ask for help it's either from a spirit that's not from God or it's from an inner narrative that's not even real anyways so that's yeah. why I say like to take a moment and to understand like why am I frustrated like 
is it because I haven't organized my thoughts today? Like, what could I do? Where is this frustration rooted from? Where is this anger rooted from? What is it that I'm feeling like? Because I think if you can articulate what you're feeling with yourself, and I feel like especially as women, we feel a lot and we're like really emotional. And I feel like we should use that as a power, not as a weakness. We can feel our emotions. We can understand ourselves. We can empathize with others. We can be there with others. We can be nurturing and loving toward others. We have that superpower about us. So I just think like to use it to take a moment to understand it so then we can actually tackle it is like, I don't know if that makes sense. I think it's just a good thing that we can do. Oh, it makes all the sense in the world. And I'm sh- oh, and somewhere, somewhere inside of me, I'm just like, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I'd like to think I had something to do with you becoming the young woman that you are today, which means that I should know better. It's like inner narrative, really interesting because it also... I mean, it's crazy to me. I'm looking at the comments, like from all these capable women, and we are we all have this thing, this affliction. And and it is interesting because you know, summer something else happened in which you brought something to us, you know, after not wanting to kind of talk about it or ask for help with it. And then the Lord immediately gave me an insight that was immediately connected to something you were going through in real time. And I remember you going oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my goodness. And the enemy, I think the enemy really works in this. Like, you know, look, obviously there's stuff that, you know, we all have to handle on our own. We know that. But there is also stuff that we limit God's ability to help us grow if we don't say, hey, I might need some help figuring something out. Or just the, the the talking about it, the fellowship, you know, with with each other. Yes, Alumbra writes, Summer, you're so wise beyond your years. I'm truly inspired by your faithfulness to God says you are in him. Truly wise beyond your years. Yeah, truly, you know. But it is, but, you know, it's because there's no junior Holy Spirit, right? Amen. Say, same God working with, with all of us, you know, no matter how old we are, is working with the children, no matter how young they are. And I think that is the beautiful thing about the fellowship that God gives us. And when you are the kind of a woman who strives to create sisterhood, you know, and, and that's why I love, I love our girl club meetings because this is a sisterhood and brothers are welcome too. But what we're doing here is, is what the body of Christ is supposed to do period. And that's come, let us reason together that God is good. You know, that's why scripture says iron sharpens iron. Each one of us is a piece of iron, but together we sharpen each other, you know, for the purposes that we need to be sharp about, you know, and I interpret sharp to mean sharp, like clever, you know, in our mind and, and sharpen our heart and how we feel and sharpen the way that we think and how we, you know, see and understand situations. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm better after I do that, you know, with you guys, I'm better, you know? The same way. I think there's a level two of like expectancy and expectation. And I think like, I think another reason, like I feel that way is just because of the things that I've been through. But I think like there's a humbleness in life. I feel like 
I, if I make a plan about the day and I expect it to go a certain way, if it meets anything less than that expectation, a lot of frustration derives just from that, like, just straight from expecting things to be a certain way or expecting God to, like, present my day a certain way or for everything to go exactly how I think it's supposed to go. But I think the beautiful thing, and sometimes it seems frustrating, but a really, really amazing thing that, thing that I always remember is nothing is constant except God. Like, there's no expectation we can have in life, but we can always expect that God will help us through anything, anything that we go through. And I think there's beauty in that. And every that's another thing I was noticing about everything that we were talking about like for the past hour is that the only constant was always God. Like even if you get a brand new car, it could still break down. Like, but God will still help you through that. He'll make sure that you're safe in it and that you get it fixed. Like the only expectancy that we can have is that God will at least give us peace through it. At least give us strength through it. At least help us get the fruits of the spirit back and reject all spirits of irritation or frustration or anger. We can ask God to keep us safe in situations that aren't ideal. He, we can expect him to give us our daily bread and give us more than enough of what we need today. And we can also like look back and remember all the good things that he did. That's another thing I also do when I'm feeling like jumbled is say out loud, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful I woke up healthy today. I'm grateful that my aunt and uncle, I'm here with them today. I'm grateful that it's good weather for a run. Like just small things. Like I feel like just really remembering what God has done today and remembering that if something does come up, we can lean on him for peace or strength through it, I think is the happiest place to live from because I think if like living from any other place of expectation can lead to frustration too. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just for, more for little well, things. Amen. That's that's really good, Summer. And I'm I'm just sitting here, you know, sometimes I feel like when we start, you know, like just like you know, sometimes it's like, Lord, I don't I'm gonna take this. I don't know where we're going with this, but okay. And and then I'm just reading all the comments, you know, coming off off, and it's so beautiful to see that that God is moving, you know, in all of us. And, and I thank you ladies, you know, I'm reading Irene's comment. Thank you ladies. Really helpful to bounce this around together in this safe space. As a single older lady, I struggle with feeling inadequate all the time, all the self doubt. And, you know, that's, and then Pinu writes, love the expression inner narrative. You go summer. Well, you know what, Irene, that's, that's, that inner narrative is bringing you lies, you know, you're not, I mean, you're not inadequate. You actually, you're, you're fear, you're fearfully and wonderfully made and powerful beyond measure, you know? And, and in a way, I think what all of this is reminding us is every week is, you know, what does God say about us? You know, um, Donna says each week, everyone inspires me. And I thank God for all of you and being able to come here and share my faith and my fears with all of you. And it's, it's true, Donna, this is a place for that, you know, and, Margaret writes, I love Girl Club. Thanks for always being so open and willing to share, ladies. I always learn something new. This is a wonderful group. Well, I mean, you guys, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for your comments. Uh, Miche, this has been an exceptionally good Girl Club. I've learned a lot and feel quite humbled. Thank you all. And Salumbra, well-stated summer. Thank you for being you. Yes, thank you, my daughter, niece, for being you. And um the other girls have are, are are running out of studio to start the day, but 
we are all um, recentered and much better for the time spent here with all of you. I, I, I think honestly this week, Summer, I'm going to ask you to say a quick prayer to close us out for all of the ladies watching and for all of us here in studio. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for all of the ladies watching and for my auntie. Um, I ask that you bless our week. I ask that you would help us to slow down when we need to slow down and remember that you're with us, that you're taking care of us, that you're right there next to us every single moment of every, of every single day. I ask that you bless our week with goodness, but most of all, peace, and use all of us in the ways that you'd like to use us. I ask that the wisdom that was drawn from Girl Club, I ask that we would all latch on to that and remember it when we need it this week. And I ask that you would bless every woman watching with your presence this week, and especially today. And I ask that good things would happen to them this week. And I just thank you for this time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thanks, Summer. And thank you, ladies, for watching. Thank you, Life Audio, for hosting us. Don't forget to check out all the great podcasts on Life Audio and the Life Audio platform, you guys. And if you're watching through any of the Salem Media platforms, LightSource, One Place, we just thank you for joining us. And I invite you all to join us at the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel, where you can become a part of the live studio audience when we actually record this podcast. I love to hear from you in real time and answer your questions and talk to you and interact with you. And I am so grateful for each and every one of you. So grateful for this podcast and so grateful for some really awesome guests that we're lining up for you guys in the upcoming months um, and some one-on-one sit downs that um, I'm going to do with some really cool people. So for this entire Cynthia Garrett show platform, this has been a girl club week and I just wish you guys a blessed week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Life Audio presents Bridges with Monica Schmelter. That we have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ. And to know that we have that, right? And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? right? Because sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it. Continue listening on lifeaudio.com or wherever you find your podcast.